Welcome to This One's On Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Nia. On this podcast, I have conversations that are real and relatable. Join me weekly to be a part of the conversation. Let's get straight to it. Hey, y'all. Welcome to This One's On Purpose podcast. On this week's episode, we are going to be talking about success. And I have a returning guest, Unique. And I'm just going to be asking him his personal feelings towards success, what that looks like for us, and also legacy. So I'm going to let him, you know, introduce himself again, and then we're going to hop right on into the episode. Thanks for having me back. My name is Unique. How y'all doing tonight? Uh, Like she said, we're just going to talk about what our personal definition of success is, and let's get into it. Okay, so I'll start. I feel like I have like two definitions. I have like a short one, and then um, an overall success of what I think about life definition. So I will say I used to attach success to money and monetary things and um, basically materialistic ways, but now I look at success differently. So my everyday definition for success is um, essentially knocking off the little things. Like I'm the type of person I put a to-do list in my phone and my notes. So I feel like if I knock out most of it or all of it, that's a success to me. So I measure success by things that I do on a daily because that makes me feel good. And it's like, okay, girl, like you doing the thing. But as a whole, if I had to put success over my lifetime, I would say success to me is flushing out everything that God put inside me to contribute to the world. I know people say it before, and I think J. Cole has said it, but like he don't want to die with stuff still inside him. So mm-hmm. that's my long um, version. And I think that's the umbrella. And so I just try to like live up to that every day. So I'm like, some days, you know, I'll fall short. But um, that's my definition if I had to like en- encompass my thoughts on it. So I want to ask you, um, what's your personal definition of success or what comes to your mind when you hear the word success? I think mine is similar as well. Uh, like the fact that you brought up like, you attach success to like monetary things and like materialistic stuff. Cause I think when I first joined the air force, like that's kind of what I thought success was. It was just like, all right, I just got to have money. I got to have cars. I got to have clothes. And then I tried to chase that and got myself in a debt. That <laughs> <laughs> okay. wasn't. And not only did I get myself in a debt chasing shit that like I realized later on didn't really matter. Um, once I got those things, it didn't, I didn't feel fulfilled. So like my definition of success has definitely evolved over time. And I think for me, it's just overall just being happy Um, because there's a lot of different transitions I went through in the Air Force and you achieve a lot. And like you said, you get certain things and they don't feel the way you you thought it would initially. And for me, it's just like achieving the goals I set out for myself, being happy um, and putting value in the things that actually matter. So uh, J. Cole, like you mentioned, another artist that talked about that, like when you're chasing all of those things, you kind of take for granted the things that really do matter, like family and, and spending time with the people you love and the moments you can never get back and just just spending your time the way you want to. And it's not like anything to do with monetary value. It's just like love and, and you know, spending time doing things you want and finding that in the kid in yourself, too. It's like exploring those things I just wanted to do or just what makes me happy not with like a facade or what the expectations people have of me just what genuinely makes me happy 
Yeah. Yeah. And I like how you said, like, exploring that kid in yourself. And, you know, my mom's a little bit older. She's like 50-something. And so I'm like, what was I like um, as a child? Because they say the things that we love to do as a child, if you tap back into that as a dog, sometimes, like, people do that as their careers or it just, it brings them to a happy place. So I've been doing a lot of, like, inner child. Like, what was I like as a child? What did I like? What did I fear? So I think that's important to tap into your inner child. And um, you said something that reminded me of like along the lines of success. Did you or have you ever let the outside world define what success is or did you always define it for yourself? And to make it make more sense, I think that I depended on other people to tell me like, oh, Nia, you are successful. Have you ever let the outside world define, oh, you need, you reached the status, you're successful because I said so, or was it the other way around? No, I think it was a, a combination of the two. I definitely at times let people or like people's perception of me define what I consider success, especially like uh, in particular with this job, like being a, a Air Force flight attendant and working for the vice president and people seeing that and being like, oh, that's success, like you made it. And not that that's not an accomplishment for me or an achievement that I, you know, that I don't take pride in because I do. And that is like a huge accomplishment for me. But right now I'm about to take a break in service and I'm taking a year off basically from the military. And I've been, like I said, a flight attendant for the past four years and working for the vice president. And I've gotten to travel the world and I've enjoyed a lot of that. But for me right now, success is just like taking time for myself, figuring out what I like, spending my time, how I want to spend it and not being like, oh, this lifestyle that I'm living is success for me. It's just like doing the things that make me happy and, and waking up and spending my time how I want to, uh, whether that's pursuing like personal training, uh, spending some more time with my family, traveling on my own terms is just like the little things that, and even just like, like you said, the little wins day to day, like when I wake up and meditate or I wake up and just spend my day, how I choose, whether it's like going for a walk or doing things that just make me happy, not like, Oh, traveling the world. And you know, like, doing what people like from the outside looking in like oh that's success for me it's just spending my time how I want and and pouring back into myself so um I'm definitely in a place now where that's my priority just focusing on my mental health and like I said taking this break from the military and from the air force to just focus on myself so yeah and I think it's important to make your own personal definitions for things because if you don't you can live in society's way. And it's just like, society might tell you, oh, if you wasn't in the Air Force or if you wasn't doing what you was doing, then, I mean, you doing subpar. But it's like, your subpar to somebody else is an amazing life in somebody else's eyes. So that's why I think it's important to do what you want to do. Because some people, they live, they trying to live up to their parents' standards, they're living up to society's standards, and they're unhappy. And you and I both know, mental health come first, baby. If I'm not happy, then... I'm going to make a change. And so with that being the culture of the world and the world just, you know, don't get no sleep. You're not grinding hard enough if you're not sleeping. X, Y, Z. Take me a nap. <laughs> One thing about me, I'm going to take me a nap. Period. So with society being so like grind, 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 um, do you ever find moments where it's difficult for you to take a pause and enjoy life? Like what are things that Hinder that sometimes. Uh, work is the number one, <laughs> number one hindrance. Um, so it's funny that you say that because, like, like I said, I'm about to take this year break in service, and I didn't really, 
until COVID happened and I had like, you know, when the world kind of stopped and, you know, I wasn't going to work for like weeks at a time. I think that was the first time I actually like started spending my time the way I wanted to and doing things that, like I said, brought me happiness. And it kind of changed my perspective on one, the military, two, and just how I value my time. Because it was like, all right, now that I'm not on the military schedule, I kind of wake up and, you know, it's like, what do I want to do today and what what's going to bring me happiness? So I started tapping in to a few different things creatively. That was the first time I actually started doing personal training. Um, I did like a few mental health, uh, like live seminars during uh, Mental Health Awareness Month. And I was just like trying new things and it brought me like a lot of happiness. And it was the first time like I'm I'm going on like 11 years in the military it was the first time in like a decade where I was like, I'm doing things for me and on my own terms. And I think that kind of led up to me wanting to take a break in service. And like I said, kind of reclaiming my time because I had never had that time to just figure out and like stop and kind of reflect on everything I was doing, especially with flying. It's just like, go, go, go. So like, I never really get the chance to reflect and kind of be in the moment because I'm always thinking about my next mission or my next flight or my next goal, or, you know, the next, my next EPR, my next uh, degree I got to chase. So it's always like chasing the next goal. And you never have a moment to just sit and reflect and be like, damn, like, enjoy the moment. I never really had a lot of times where I live in the moment. So I think, like I said, COVID was, for me, a blessing in disguise, because it did give me an opportunity to look at my time differently. And it's like, hey, maybe the grass is greener on the other side, and the military is not the end all be all, you know what I mean? So um and the only time I would really get like I mean I've always been proud of myself but the only time like I said I would really get kind of that um just a lot of time to reflect and really kind of be in the moment is when I would talk to my mother because she would always tell me like you're doing this and I'm so proud of you and we're always like you know we're so proud of you back home And, and when she would talk to me it would be like I'd be able to see myself in a different light and not like from the inside looking out so just those conversations with her always gave me like a lot of affirmations that I'm on like the right path. And just like, you know, I am doing a good job because sometimes when you're in it, you can't really see the impact because it's the norm for you, even though it is like a big accomplishment, what you're actually doing, you can't really see it until you see yourself through someone's eyes. Yeah. That's facts because my mom be doing the same thing. Cause baby, I be on the other end of the phone crying down. I think COVID really helped a lot of people open up to see that, like you said, you don't have to be so grind, grind, grind. This is a moment to really just experience yourself and tap into um, who you are. So when experiencing yourself and tapping into who you are, I think with that, that comes legacy. If you're willing to put in the work to build a legacy and, and just leave something behind. So when you hear the word legacy, what does that mean to you? And what do you, Unique Scott, want your legacy to be? Uh, when I hear the word legacy, I just kind of think of, like, what is it you're leaving behind? Mm-hmm. So when you are, like, you know, I think about kind of, like, my purpose and then what it is I'm leaving behind. So when I hear legacy, I think of, like, what do I want to be remembered for when I pass away? You know what I mean? Our time on earth is limited. And it's like, for me, I just want to kind of leave a legacy of bettering myself. Um, and I think in bettering myself, I'm able to help other people better themselves. I, I feel like that's my purpose is to help people 
I don't know into necessarily what form, but I, uh, one thing I always try to do is like share as much information as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think in even doing that, learning as much as I can and then sharing that information. Cause I think growing up, I didn't have like much when it came to monetary values or things like that. So for me, it was like learning as much as I can about finance and, you know, learning as much, um, as I can, whether it's furthering my education and spreading that information, like helping people, um, and like I said, I want to be remembered for that, achieve those goals and, and break generational curses, break generational curses and help my family and leave that legacy for them. So I like mm-hmm. give my children something better that the things that I didn't have growing up. Yeah. Does it make you like um, feel some type of way when people are like gatekeepers, you know, when you ask them for information and you know they know it and they be trying to keep it like a secret society, like. I don't really get into that because it's like, why are you being stingy with the information? Whether it's where you got your shirt from or what school did you go to or what finance classes you take, like, why are you being stingy? So when you meet people who are a little bit stingy, does that, like, empower you more to be like, you know what, I'm going to get all the information and I'm going to make sure that I pass it on to the next person. Like, Absolutely. I feel like me learning that information and spreading it is just helping other people, especially, like, a lot of us that already especially like people of color who are already restricted to like, you know, don't have access to a lot of information off the rip or a lot of opportunities. And I feel like me spreading that information can help the next person. And you don't know how far that's going to go when you're sharing information. And it's only like helping other people. Me sharing the information isn't taken away, you know, off of my plate. It's like, if I learn more about money or or stocks or, you know what I mean? It doesn't take away from me. So I've never understood the like the gatekeeping and people like, you know, especially if y'all grew up in the same hood or y'all kind of grew up in similar circumstances, that should like influence you to be able or want to share more with other people, like I said, to help all of us at the end of the day. Yeah. I think what it comes down to, um, one of the reasons is just like what type of mindset you're in or what type of space you're in, because I'd be quick to share some some stuff. Like whether if it's about an outfit or not, I feel like nobody is you and like not to sound cliche, that's your superpower. So whatever you give them, they're not gonna mm-hmm. finesse it like you. They're not gonna do it like you. And I think they some people have the same recipe, but the sauce ain't gonna taste the same. It ain't gonna hit. Period. And I think some people, I think they fear that if they give them that information, they will surpass them. But it's like, maybe that's really their purpose and that's really their lane. And if they surpass you, you can be like, damn, like I'm happy that they doing good instead of like being in fear of them surpassing you. Because at the end of the day, we really not in competition with nobody but ourselves. And we really not even in competition with ourselves. We really just trying to, like you said earlier, evolve. So I don't really get into that. I don't understand it, but I do understand it because it's like, I think it's a, it's, coming from a fear-based mentality of, well, if I give them too much, they might surpass me. And it's like, I feel like you can't think like that. You just got to do it out of the kindness of your heart. That's like when, you know, the homeless people looking for money. Some people be like, no, nah, I'm not giving them that. They're going to spend it on drugs. If they spend it on drugs, that's their, you know, that's their own thing. When you gave them that money, you can't worry about what they're going to do with the money. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to yeah. help, just help out of the kindness of your heart. And I think, I think that's what you do for I, think you really I agree. I think people give with expectation. And for me, that's not like really giving. If you're going to give with expectation, then like you're not really giving, like you said, out the kindness of your heart and you're always going to feel like somebody owes you something. Yeah. Like for me, that's not not how I look at it, whether it's giving away information or like you said, if somebody does surpass you, 
for me, I'm not in competition with that person. That's, you know, they have their time, their lane, and you're on, you're on your own journey. So for you, it's like, I'm going to get there on my time. And like you said, I'm not in comparison or in competition with anybody but myself. It's just like, how can I be better than I was a month ago? How can I be better than I was last year? I'm not looking at like, oh, what the next person's doing, because you don't know what they have to go through to get where they're at. So you're just on the outside looking in like, oh, this happened so quick or I was doing X, Y, and Z. It's like, no, you have to focus on you and put your energy into your craft. And that's the only person you need to be worried about. And that be the thing too. You know, some people, they do be quote unquote quick success, but like until you really hear their story and their testimony, like you said, you don't know what they're going through. I did want to know, when did you learn that it's better to basically embrace your failures than to look at them in a negative way? Because people hear failure and I ain't gonna hold you. It's like, damn, failure? Like, you failed? But mm-hmm. when did you learn to like flip that and look at it in a positive way? Um, I think, like you said, people not knowing your story or knowing what you had to get through to get where you was at. So I think it's easy, like, for them to be like, you know, he got it quick or like a, people tell me all the time how I make things look easy. And it's like, yeah, I don't know the half of the shit I had to go through to get where I'm at. Um, and one of the things I bring up is like, so I've been a flight attendant in the Air Force for the past four years. So I got that job in 2017. But in 2015, I applied for this position called the Thunderbirds. And they're basically a demonstration team that travel like domestically and they do air shows like everywhere they go. So I had applied for that. Uh, you know, the application process took weeks. I had to get like letter, letters of recommendation, like the whole nine. I had to get like, you know, it was, it was a long process. And it was five people that applied for the position. And I ended up, they ended up emailing me like, hey, you are number two pick, but sorry, you didn't get it. Okay. So I was hurt because that was something I really wanted. And I'm just like, oh, I just wanted to travel. Because at the time I was just working in the office. And I'm like, all right, I just want to travel. And that job would have, you know, allowed me to travel domestically. But I didn't get it. You know, I thanked them for the opportunity and I kept it moving. And then 2017 came around and I applied for the the flight attendant position and ended up getting that job. And I was able to travel domestically and internationally. Mm -hmm. And like I've been to over 40 countries now and I can say like I worked for two vice presidents. But had I got what I wanted at the time in 2015, I wouldn't have been able to get what I wanted but on a huge like a whole nother level so I think for me like having my failure turn into success stories is just being patient seeing it through and knowing like that's just one example but a lot of situations where I didn't necessarily get what I wanted at the time or I didn't um you know get things the way I pictured them but I still ended up seeing it through and getting what I wanted or getting it at a whole nother level so when like you said it may be a failure, but for me, it was just a learning lesson. It was it was more of a stepping stone. And that's kind of how I look at things now. It's like, damn, if I don't get this opportunity that I want it, I just trust the process and be like, hey, this wasn't for me. But doesn't mean that my time isn't coming. Like I had to wait two years to end up getting what I wanted. So I think a lot of people don't, you know, don't believe in seeing it through or don't have faith that, hey, it may not work out right now, but just be patient, continue to work and Continue to express gratitude. I think that's the main thing too, being happy about where you are and that's only going to get you more rewards and eventually get you like, you know, what you want. But I think it's still being about thankful, like, hey, I still have this and I still have a lot of blessings in front of me, even though I didn't get this and I'm going to continue to work and I'm going to continue to manifest. Yeah. 
Yeah, the whole time that you were talking, like the word that kept coming to my mind is um, thankfulness. And um, I like how you said, you know, you thank them for the opportunity. And that's something that I've been learning with um, just in life in general, especially like within the last couple of months is when things don't work out or when somebody tells you no, um, saying like, thank you for your time or thank you for your opportunity. Um, Anyways, because I think that Moving with a thankful heart, it shows that like, damn, that suck, I didn't get that. But just still being thankful that you even had the time, the space, presence, opportunity to even go for something. So just moving with thankfulness. And like you said, knowing that your time gonna come and it can get discouraging. And it's like, but I really wanted this. But I think saying thank you shows God that, you know, they missed on, they missed out on that, but something else is coming. You don't know that, but God knows that. And so just moving with, a spirit of thankfulness, I think that that's big because I've had it where, you know, this lady told me no on something that I wanted. And I was like, okay, well, thank you. And like, maybe a couple of days later, she called back and she was like, I know that you were interested in this, but I actually have this. So it was like, had I had an attitude or like, you know, kind of was like brushed it off. You just never know what moving with the thankful heart can get you. And it's not, oh, move with the thankful heart so I can see what I can get in return. I think it's just really living in a space of constant gratitude because nothing is promised to you. And so that goes back to what you said about, you know, being nice to people and how you're treating people. If they remember you like, you know what? I remember Unique for always being nice and he'd be perfect for this. So people really do remember you. I feel like your impressions that you make on people, they last. And this is something I journaled about today. Like, all you have to do is show up as your genuine, authentic self. And whatever impression you leave on those people, ultimately, like, it's not none of your business, but you can't make them perceive you in a certain way. But I feel like if you do put out your genuine self, they're going to feel that and they're going to perceive that. And so I think that that's important. So, yeah. But um, those are all my questions I have for you. I did want to know if you had anything for me. You know, I like to open the floor to my mm-hmm. guest. And uh, yeah. I would say another thing about being successful, too, is uh, staying true to yourself. Um, I think a lot of times I, like I kind of talked about earlier, let other people's definition or perception of me define like my success. Mm-hmm. And I remember coming out, when I came out as bisexual in 2015, um, how a few people was telling me like, oh, you're gonna mess up your career or it's gonna affect your career negatively. And for me, it's like, I was at a place in my life where I would rather take whatever comes with being myself as opposed to living in the facade and then like being successful. Cause I feel like, especially with social media or um, just like the day and age that we're in where people try to do a lot of capping or flexing and they're not like really living their truth. Mm-hmm. Um, one, I feel like I'm able to connect more with a lot of people being myself. And then two, like it just gave me like the confidence to, Hey, you can be yourself and still win. Yeah. Like you don't have to pretend to live a lifestyle for whatever reason. And it's like, be you and the world's going to adjust. And like for me coming out and then still, being able to achieve and accomplish all the things I did just was kind of like, you know, it feels good. I'd rather win or lose being myself than to win living a facade. So staying true to yourself is definitely like a number one, you know, tip or key to success for me. And um, I agree with the whole social media aspect. I know a while ago you was just saying how like 
you used to post captions that was like lyrics and then you started to really, um, you know, go all in debt with the captions and you said people like would mess with it. And I feel the same way. Um, I've been dealing with like, um, just feelings of sadness and like overwhelming and I'll type in my notes, like, cause I'd be wanting to get it out. And sometimes I'll post my notes to my Instagram and, Sometimes I get surprised at the feedback because in my head, I'm like, I mean, I don't really want to post this. I don't want people in my business, but Mm -hmm. those be the posts when people be like, oh my God, like I felt this. And it makes me feel good because then it makes me feel like not only am I not alone, it's just like people are human and they feel the same Mm -hmm. feelings. Like you don't have to get on Instagram and make like everything is great. And that was something my cousin Amanda told me, like, I feel like you try to force positivity. It's like sometimes life just feel fucked up. Like it's okay. But I think we're in this culture of positivity everywhere. We're just smiling. And it's like, bitch, I'm tired. Right. I'm tired. And so when it all comes back to authenticity, I think it's being a you. Like me typing in my notes and really just getting off my thoughts, that's being me. And if I'm able to connect with somebody along the way and make them feel more human, you know, I love that for me and I love that for them because at the end of the day, like social media, you know, I ain't even go go there, but. <laughs> the story yeah. for another time. Listen, okay. Thank you again for the opportunity. Thanks for having me. I always enjoy when we have these conversations. It's always like therapeutic and it's one of the times I'm just able to get a lot off my chest. I'm grateful for our friendship. Um, and just like, like I said, having an open space where I feel like I could just talk to you and just kind of word vomit. And like you said, it's not always about positivity because sometimes I'm not always in the right headspace. Um, and I always try to be conscious of my energy. And, you know, sometimes I do isolate just to not spread that negativity, but I do like having friends that I have that open space to kind of just get those things off my chest and then. Um, so I appreciate you for being one of those outlets for me. Thank you, friend. <laughs> Thank you for always just like um, being here and being understanding and like just dealing with me because I'm a whole ass goofball. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, we here when it comes to the goofiness, you know, mm-hmm. I mean... So I'm just thankful for that. And I'm excited for you and for what's to come. This is so going to be super different for you because it's like, you're not going to be in workaholic mode, but you are going to be in school and that's work. So um, I'm excited and I'm excited for the people to see your evolution because it's going to be so beautiful. It already is beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. But let the people know where they can follow you at. Uh, you can follow me on IG. My Instagram is Fingali, F-E-N-G-A-L-I. So follow the kid and stay tuned because I got a lot of things I'm going to be working on and I'm excited. So. Yeah.